0: A little bit about me. I, I grew up being very young and dumb, and this is going to lead into <laughs> my overall story of why I became a chiropractor. Okay. Um, most of my life, I was an athlete. I did all sports, football, basketball, tennis, track. I did boxing, wrestling, Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, and... The whole nine, it sounds like. Well, Pretty much the whole nine and on paper it sounds very interesting and cool and you know i spent so many years doing that and uh among other things and it's led to a life of a lot of injuries let's say that
1: huh okay did you break a lot of your bones or something like that
0: multiple fractures in my wrists uh, my fingers broke my nose twice oh my gosh Even nowadays like my breathing is kind of off and even speaking, you can kind of hear in my uh, my tone and everything when I speak.
1: Oh, you sound just fine. Don't don't put yourself down like that.
0: Well, uh, it's you know, I put a toll. I you know, I tore my ACL twice. Oh wow! Sprained my ankle and dislocated a few things. And yeah, you
1: sound you sound pretty messed up there, doc.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you know, being a doc, it's kind of ironic that uh, I have all these injuries, and I tell my patients, you know, they have all this, but they don't know what's going on with me, and I walk around looking like a normal dude man Mm -hmm. and uh it kind of the reason why I bring that up why I had all those injuries and my kind of background and career it's because it led to me thinking I was invincible because I thought I could recover from, from anything at that point in my life being 19 was the first time in my life that I had my first ever severe low back injury after um, getting side tackled by a buddy of mine playing football uh, to the point where for the first time in my life, I had two herniated discs in my low back.
1: I'm sorry, your friend did this to you at the time? That's ridiculous. What were his consequences for breaking you apart in that way?
0: There's no consequences. Like I said, I was young and dumb and I should.
1: Was it one of those things where it's just like, oh man, I'm sorry, bro. Yeah,
0: it's more like, and just
1: make fun of each other or something like that. Yeah,
0: you kind of get off, you know, you slap each other in the back and say, "Oh gosh, all right,
1: you guys really are just bros, huh?"
0: So it gets, it got to that point, and um, I didn't realize how severe the injury was Mm -hmm. until you know, it was weeks where I was just crawling and hunched over and walk not being able to walk anywhere standing up straight uh to put into perspective the pain i had in my low back was probably twice as bad as any fractures i ever had in my life before then
1: oh wow Mm -hmm.
0: having low back injury where it's burning tingling this numbing pain it's by far the worst injury i've ever had
1: did you go and get an mri or
0: no mri's the doc my medical doc said it wasn't needed i was just just do a few stretches, ice my back, it'll go away. After a few months, it was still the same. I even went to a chiropractor at the joint to see if they can help me. And after my first appointment, just going in there, and just getting cracked and popped and whatever, I woke up the next day having more pain and not being able to walk even more to the point where my parents were just scared for me, and I, I literally thought my life was over at that point, being 19.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, you just you mentioned that I'm a Gonset chiropractor, and that's actually how I got help. I went to, well, I actually researched one after seeing a video on YouTube mm-hmm. of how this kid in Australia, uh, actually he's from New Zealand, but he had to fly all the way to Australia to see a Gonset chiropractor. Who after the first adjustment helped him with his low back. He looked exactly like me. And he got him on his feet after one adjustment. Damn. And I had to book my own appointment with the constant chiropractor near me. I went to him. He did all the things that the first chiropractor never did for me. He took my x-rays. He spent time understanding how it happened. What bone was injured and how the adjustment went it was so specific meticulous that he adjusted one bone and after two visits with him i was able to stand up straight again
1: oh wow Mm -hmm. that's
0: incredible doc and so that's my miracle story and why i got into doing what i'm doing now being a chiropractor and that's my career that's my job and i live it every single day and that's something i love doing
1: wait what were you doing before that
0: before that I, i was a college student i I thought it was going to go into pre-med. My mm-hmm. major was in biology, and I thought I would go through the route of just eventually becoming a surgeon. Huh, that, okay. Uh, my goal in life, or whenever I wanted to do something, just like with sports, mm-hmm. I wanted to go straight into the highest the epitome of that field. And being a surgeon was was that. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do, and... However, God had a different plan for me, is what I realized. Thinking back at it now, all those injuries up to the point where I was 19, it led, you know, God wanted me to have the injury. Maybe to teach me a lesson, but to put me on the path that I needed to be.
1: Or maybe this was your calling the whole time, right? And he was just trying to show it to you by you having to go through that pain. It's just so interesting how all of that happened for you to be where you're at now.
0: It's interesting. I'm pretty sure a lot of people out there have the same stories, mm-hmm. where they thought they were going to do something, but uh, they leaned on their own understanding and of what maybe someone else told them what they should do or what they saw was what going to was going to get them successful. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, God always has a different plan. You, for me, that injury was what set me on the path of what I'm doing now, and I don't ever look back on it. And I'm pretty sure you have the same story. And uh, let me ask you this. How, do you have a similar story to me?
1: Well, I've never broken any bones for that, you know, for that matter. Thank God for that. I'm, I'm grateful to be able to walk and not feel what it's like to break bones. So, mm-hmm. Doc, you are the only one uh, between you and I that has broken anything and has gone through all that pain. So, Well, actually... There was a moment in time, probably somewhere in, say, my early 20s, I remembered just fracturing my wrist probably just a couple of times, Mm -hmm. Um, just an unfortunate situation that had happened to me for it to lead to these fractures. And we'll get into that probably in another episode, Mm -hmm. because I don't want to go off on a tangent here, Mm -hmm. but you know, for my story, if I can relate to you in any way, yeah, I was an athlete. A lot of people don't know this about me because, you know, not a lot of people ask these types of questions or like to go in depth, especially these days, you know, because people care about the wrong things or they just don't care enough about you to ask those personal questions, you know? And that's okay, you know? I'm not someone who likes to speak about myself because I care more about others than myself truly Mm -hmm. so but i do appreciate you asking this so yes i was an athlete as well um i have been playing sports ever since i was in elementary school but nothing in the way that you have like for most of your life it sounds like before getting into you know the medical field and then switching over to being a gonstead doc but i did have this hilarious but i loved it it was a hilarious um moment this one time in elementary school i actually got voted as the most athletic girl in the entire school and this was probably somewhere in the fifth or sixth grade before transferring over into uh middle school so that was kind of funny for me but i really embraced it because i've done a lot in uh in elementary school but sports was my favorite and honestly i never had a particular favorite if i had to choose one it'd probably be volleyball but
0: i mean you got the hype for it so that's
1: yeah that that's what everyone says <laughs> but you know for me i um, i actually love just playing hard ball mm-hmm. and it could be with anything like you know when it's recess You remember those days back in recess when you would just go into the playground and you want to dominate the entire, like, playground? And that would be me. I was, I I don't want to sound like I'm this and that because that's not true at all. I'm just telling you what it was from then, right? Mm -hmm. Because I definitely can't play, if you ask me now, if if we were to play a game. I could never play the way that I did when I was younger. Of course not. I feel like I would actually break some bones at that point, Doc. Trust me, at
0: this point in life... I don't think I can play sports again. Yeah. That's the sad truth about it, too.
1: I um, mean, so I think you still both. can, but I guess maybe you don't want to play it professionally or just with those bros of yours at the time, right?
0: Yeah, let's just say I don't want to be dumb anymore. <laughs> that's the... That's
1: a... No, I completely understand that. But as far as sports go for me, just to wrap that part up, I loved playing... There's this game called Prison Ball. It was similar to dodgeball but more hardcore or I guess more advanced. And for those of you who even know what prison ball is, yeah, that was my favorite game. I, I loved it. And you had to throw your hardest to hit someone until they're out. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like strength like playing to your strengths, right? And that's actually what I loved the most, because I loved that ridiculous challenge, especially with the boys at the time. And I was actually one of the boys growing up too. And the boys hated the fact that I could catch their ball. So if you catch the ball, you don't get out. You can catch it for how hard, you know, um, however hard they throw it at you. And you just kind of go back and forth. It might sound kind of boring, but I actually enjoyed it because it was like fastball, but you had to throw really hard to get somebody out. So can you imagine that? I feel like for dodgeball, if I can remember this, because it's been a long time, um, don't you just have to grab the ball and just hit someone to get them out? but you can't catch the ball. Yeah. But for prison ball, I guess the difference in that is you get to throw as hard as you can to get them out. Mm -hmm. And if it slips out of that person's hands, you're out. You can also hit them too. But at this point, it's all about kind of like a catch and throw until you're out and just, yeah, just playing to your strengths really. And then tether ball. And then there was this game where there were these two bars where you had to hop over and do all these flips and, and whatnot. I don't know. There are unique games. Let's just say, Doc, mm. during the time that I was in elementary school at the school that I went to, mm. but I absolutely enjoyed it, and that named me or deemed me the most athletic, you know, young girl in that school for always playing hardball, and it paid off. I didn't even expect to have that, so no one really knows about that. And my mother actually has that award still; she keeps them all, yeah. you know, um, in a memoir box. So for anybody who Uh, Wants to see it for any of my close core circle of friends that are listening. Your girl has that on deck. So if you want to see it, you can let me know and I'll ask my mom to get it for you and show it to you, or even just take a picture for you. See it. I was also, you know, a, a nerd. I don't really come off that way when you know when people meet me these days. I it just depends on. How people make me feel. I, I, I speak to people based off of their energy. And if I don't feel people need to know much about me, then I won't say much at all. Yeah, I kind of like to match people's energy and their vibe. And however they bring it over to me, it's what they're going to get.
0: I, I feel the same way. Sometimes people think they know me, but they're more interested about talking about themselves.
1: Exactly. And sometimes it's not their fault. Because yeah. I could say that, you know... There was one point where I was influenced to be really selfish in that way, too, where temporarily I ended up being that type of person due to, once again, influence or the circle of people that I was around that weren't good to be in my life in my late teens to early 20s. -hmm. That period was very unique, you know, because I was becoming right. I was on the verge of becoming a grown woman that I wanted to be, you know, and I was still learning and seeing what's out there, right? So people around me knew or not, I I just trusted because I thought people were good, you know, and then it it ended up not being that that case whatsoever. But that's really me going off on a serious tangent. Your question
0: was... Because it I, slipped I,
1: my mind already. Because I, I, I got I you. so into yeah, you, you told me talking more about the, more yeah the
0: story, um, and I, I kind of you know you talking about not being able to you trust too much. Yeah. In your twenties, I felt the same way. Um, but my question was, uh, I I had a story where God was trying to teach me by. You know, give me all these injuries, and eventually got this low back injury, which sent me on my For you to path. find your calling. My calling, pretty much. Right. And um, I was wondering if you had something similar to me.
1: Yeah, I'd like to say, Doc, we're cut from the same cloth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh wait, sorry, you, you keep telling me not to say Doc, right? So well, I'll yeah, just call just, you Zach.
0: Yeah, just call me Zach for now.
1: I'll get used. I'll I'll learn to get used to that. So Zach, yes, my calling. I've always had the penchant for creativity since. I believe that I was three years old. I just didn't really understand it much then until I got older, of course, like until I was, I think I was either in the fourth or fifth grade. I don't remember which exactly between those two years, but I wrote my very first poem Mm -hmm. around that time. And I realized, wow, I, I love creative writing. I love thinking creatively. I love music. I love... I just loved all things creative, basically. And so I felt that all the things that I was doing at the time without even realizing any skills or any talents that I had, it was one of those things where I just did it and someone else had to see it for me to even know. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But I've always felt like there was something there, but I didn't understand what that was. So I felt that my calling from God was at a very young age. And according to what my mother has told me as well, you know, I've always been so in love with just being creative. I was even a part of like the Science Olympiad and I loved competing with different um, from different schools, going to different high schools and competing with people who were like me. And it was just great. I had so much fun and I have a lot of awards and medallions for that. And like, I, I remember this one time I was building this like really tall straw tower under, I don't know how many minutes that they would give us. They timed us. And I won that and I was really, really happy. It was just one of those dorky, nerdy things, you know, but I, I I loved it. I embraced that. But to get back on track with what we're talking about here with my calling, I felt that I was always meant to be a leader.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That is the truth of the matter. As much as I know for a given fact in my heart that being a creative artist in some way was What I was meant to be. However, I feel like there was a bigger picture that was being drawn out for me, but I didn't understand what I was seeing until I grew up a little bit more. And from there, that's when I finally saw the masterpiece of its own when I came to realize that I was a creative director. I loved being in charge, I loved just. The thought of being an entrepreneur for a while until I realized that, oh man, I have been inspired to be a leader for so long because I felt that it was already in my blood because I took charge playing sports and I took charge doing a lot of things in classrooms. And for those people who went to school with me may have seen me as someone who didn't really say too much, but I loved... Taken charge. I remember back in middle school, I was also part of leadership, yeah. you know, and that was one of my core classes. And I just loved doing things for people and setting things up for, you know, by example. And just, I, I really don't know what it is, but it felt so good. And it felt right for me for so long. I just didn't understand when I was young, you know, but I think there was an inspiration as well for me because of my father. He has Really shown me something completely different since I was young, you know, I would say I was five or six years old when I first saw what he was doing when he had his he retired from from it already, but he had a non profit organization that he founded
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know on uh on the other side of the world somewhere in asia southeast asia, and I loved seeing him doing his thing so That kind of pulled the trigger for me to want to do something like that and kind of leave a legacy behind for, you know, my future children to see who their mom really is. Right. (laughs) So I think I picked it up from both of my parents, but more so my dad in that way, as far as being creative and, and, and feeling naturally like a leader growing up, even if I didn't understand what that was all about. I felt it in my soul. You know, I felt it in my bones And even till this day, I was just always fearless in that way. For for those who don't really know me on a deep level, this is my truth that I'm unfolding here, you know? And I cultivated that mindset in my 20s, you know? And I was able to find something for me by being a creative director, a freelance creative uh, creative director in the fashion industry, Mm -hmm. you know? And I was able to build a name for myself from scratch and the og followers that are still following me now on social media they know what's up so i won't get into all of that because you are my guest Mm -hmm. and i would love to hear more about your journey and your story on being a gonstead chiropractor but just to answer your question my calling is just to be a leader and i'm currently in the process of truly this time and I say this time because a few years ago actually over a decade ago there were many moments where I've built something and I kind of left it there I finished it but I didn't didn't really do anything much about it because the people that I had shared it with after finishing and these are different types of projects by the way Mm -hmm. and no one will really know much about it because I'm not doing anything about it now either Because I found something greater for myself now. And we'll get into that another time. But I felt like I wasn't good enough for a long time. And so it was really hard for me to navigate through that throughout the years. That's why I would go into different industries Mm career-wise. But that's because I was finding what I felt that I needed in order for me to be the leader that I, am, that I am today. And every leader knows that there's always room for improvement, not just leaders, anyone on this earth who can just understand that being a good human being means you still have to wake up every day to want to improve yourself for the better no matter what. Mm-hmm. You can be great, but you can also be greater. So that's how my views, I mean, that's how I view things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, this is just giving you, you know, my own perspective.
0: I, I mean, I agree with everything you just said about wanting to be better and learning every single day. Having that learner's heart, that learner's mindset. Yeah. You'll constantly improve, and uh, something that you always told me. You know, we've, we've been friends for.
1: We're not just friends, folks. So, We're best friends. <laughs> so long, and you always him. told me. Uh,
0: <laughs> you always told me that good enough is never good enough.
1: Yeah, I mean that's true. Yeah. um, I mean, um, not a lot of people understand that, though. And you can't really make someone understand something that they just can't understand. So I always want to allow people who we're sharing things with to just experience that and understand things on their own within their own personal journey that God is putting them on. So until, you know, they come to realize what that means we will pick up where we left off you know by that time but since you know they don't get it now that's okay i learned that it's okay if people don't really understand you what you're saying to them or what you're trying to portray to the world with your mission statement or what it is that you have on your heart or on your mind you know professionally or personally it doesn't really matter what it is I'm going all over the place, but that's okay because it still leads to a very specific point in the end here, which is growth. Yeah. And we are constantly ever-growing. Mm-hmm. And the person that I was even a year ago or two years ago, I am not that person today. No. We're constantly changing. I'm constantly changing. And I was told this... Once or twice, but I think it's a quote from one rapper and anyone who knows this, you guys can, can let me know in a message, but I can't remember at the top of my head since this is a very candid conversation here that I'm having with Dr. Zach. There's no papers here. Um, It's the saying where he said, I didn't come all this way to stay the same. I don't know if that's Jay-Z. I don't know who it is, but...
0: Either
1: crazy or even, <laughs> I th- I think, but I think he said it more, you know, more straight. I I'm not saying it right because I'm saying it more <laughs> formally or properly, but, or I'm just saying it in the way that I can just understand it, yeah. and translating it in the way that I want to translate it to. But I agree with that. Mm-hmm. You know, it took a while to understand certain things, and I think that's everybody but as long as you get there then from there once you understand specific things that you haven't understood from before you grew yeah you know and i feel like a lot of people can't understand that when people aren't who they were before it's because they've chosen to elevate uh elevate themselves and that's not I'm not speaking for everyone, but I think that's most people, and one of those people would be me. I am someone who is constantly elevating myself to be a better human being, a better businesswoman, a better entrepreneur, a better friend, a better partner, you know a better everything and this will take me back to you as far as being a Gonstead chiropractor. What has your journey been like so far since? you found that calling after that moment because yeah. that was an incredible miracle story and I know everyone has their own miracle stories mm-hmm. but
0: my my miracle yeah. story is something that I love that's unique to me and just like you mentioned the guy that was 19 that broke his back who thought he was invincible um, and never thought that whatever life threw him he, he would always get back up and mm-hmm. uh, with chiropractic it taught me that I can always just be better and have just a better mindset every single day, not with just my job. And um, although my life is focused on being a better chiropractor, being a better doctor, and uh, eventually, like you, being my own business owner to my future practice, um, I want to eventually expand and have a whole bunch of clinics all throughout California. And, oh, wow. And get to the point where. Um, I can be successful in that way. Yeah. So, chiropractic not only saved my life, um, and gave me a calling, it's taught me that I can do much more, and help show people that uh, that no matter where you come from, as long as you're always wanting to learn, you're always getting better each and each and every single day. Right. You're all. You're gonna find your calling. You're going to get to the point where, shoot, this I didn't know that this is what I wanted to do. But I'm so glad that all these experiences led me to this point.
1: Right. And that's why you're our first guest on the show, because you are absolutely incredible, Zach. And it's not just you being an amazing constant chiropractor, but you are an amazing person at that you know and
0: well I appreciate the you know, the kind words and everything well it's true and...
1: I mean you give flowers to the people that deserve them I appreciate right it. but just understand that you being the first guest on the show is incredible to me and I did that intentionally because I felt that your story is just unique mm-hmm. and I've heard a lot of stories from many people because we all have stories of our own right and we can all relate one way or another and sometimes we can't Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know depends on you know our upbringing and whatnot for you i just found it so unique and interesting that i felt the need immediately to just pull the trigger and just ask you to be my first guest to share your story and let your voice be heard as uh, Not just a Gonston chiropractor, but yeah. just as a human being, where you can say your story, and maybe someone out there that's listening can be like, oh, wow.
0: And that's the thing, it wasn't until doing this podcast with you that I realized that my story is unique to me. And I started with just, shoot, this is what happened to me. And I became a chiropractor, and this is what I'm doing. But
1: uh, it's a big deal.
0: Yeah, I, I, I see that now. You know, yeah. some, some other people out there, they might say that they have a different story but to them it's unique to them and if they were to it out or lay it out to someone just like how i'm laying out to you uh, they'll see that if they were to look back in the past it led them to doing something greater that they're right. on their way to now right and uh, just like how you mentioned your story about you know, you've always had that creative passion mm-hmm. since you were a kid and you know throughout the the hiccups and obstacles, and maybe the people that you 're around it it gave you the experiences needed to get you to the point where you 're at now doing all the things you 're doing and
1: yeah, we grew up people yeah. <laughs>
0: and we we're here and we 're doing what we love
1: and, and and that is just on period yeah yeah and mm-hmm. and and before we continue, I just want to say we are smack dab in the middle of Waikiki right now in the heart of Waikiki, uh, Hawaii and if you heard the howling noises and the cops,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's because we're right here by the window and downtown is never going to be quiet, you guys. And I think it's everywhere, but I just thought I'd say that just because it's kind of uh, interrupting our interview. Not that it's interrupting, but it's it's in the background. so. Oh. Just thought you, you guys would know that um we can't avoid it. <laughs> so if you hear it, I'm sorry. But yeah, no, you have a beautiful story. And everyone who has a story on this earth just understand that it's unique to you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's yours. And you just have to really embrace it and love it. No matter what type of story it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, now that uh, we got a little bit deeper and everyone can hear more about both you and I and what we've gone through that led to where we're at today, I want to focus more on you because you are our guest, okay? And uh, I also wanted to ask a few more questions. The next question I wanted to ask you is... Shoot, let's do it. Yeah, what is the difference anyway between being a Gonstead chiropractor and going to a traditional chiropractic office?
0: At this point, the biggest key difference is that Gonstead chiropractic encompasses what chiropractic is all about. Using the body's ability to heal itself hmm. and, uh, by removing any obstacles that go, you know, go against it.
1: Like you're, you're getting to the root cause? Exactly.
0: So we're okay. always trying to find the root cause and uh, without, you know, the medication and all those things that kind of suppress. Like a holistic approach. Exactly. Uh, and with constant chiropractic, we wow. spend more time, like you said, finding the root cause through x-rays. Mm-hmm. We palpate the spine to figure out what nerves are being irritated that's causing your issues, whether and which nerves are causing your anxiety your stomach issues, your sleep, your headaches, migraines, low back, sciatica, whatever it is. And uh, we use a scope to figure out where the inflammation is. And when we adjust you, it's all very specific and correcting the actual bone, and not just popping you just to get the placebo effect that most people might get. Hmm. And that's the biggest difference um, between Gonstead and traditional chiropractors where Gonstead nowadays, it's a lost art. Something that not wow. a lot of chiropractic students will want to learn,
1: and why do you think that is?
0: It's, uh, I, I'm I'm not putting any other techniques, you know, on the side. I do believe that being a constant chiropractor, you had to spend a lot of commitment and time, understanding this philosophy of how chiropractic works, and understanding that it always works. You just have to understand it's a process, and trying to teach patients and and trying to learn how to look at x-rays and how to adjust patients a certain way, it, it gets very hard. You had to put a lot of time and effort, and that's why you won't find a lot of constant chiropractors where you, know, where you live.
1: Yeah. Um, Sounds like an investment here. Sounds like it's going to cost a lot out of our pockets, huh? <laughs> can you can you give us like a ballpark?
0: Well, let's just say for me, I spent uh, most of my time in, in school and most of my life traveling across the country learning from the best uh-huh uh to a point where i invested a whole bunch of my money
1: so 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 what is it going to cost us
0: Dad? okay uh i mean <laughs> i'm going on the question we just want to
1: get that part out of the way so people can understand what they're spending
0: depends on your case if you just have some type of low back injury it might cost a few hundred bucks with the x-rays Wait, in mind you and
1: said it depends on their the, case so the case, are you saying that it's not like a, a package thing
0: it's uh in a way that it could be a package where if we're trying to just only treat what they're dealing with at the moment, then it's very easy, a few hundred bucks. However, if we're trying to treat what's causing all their issues.
1: No, I'm saying like, you know, like a package where, for example, if my shoulders and my neck hurts mm-hmm. and it hurts all around yeah, full circle, it's just, is there one of those um, packages where I can say, hey, I want to just have my shoulders fixed. So I want the shoulder package or my neck hurts all around. Like that's what I meant by full circle. Probably not the right term right now because I can't think of a, a better term to N- not use. But yeah. is there like, you know, a neck package for that? That's what I meant by that. No. So no, you guys don't do that. No package right? in that
0: way. It's an overall package of your health. Like it's customized, are you saying? It's customized to you. However, what's... Like for example, if it's just your shoulder, your neck, it's coming from somewhere. It might not be coming exactly from straight your shoulder. That's why we're very different. We find the root cause. Sometimes it could be coming from lower down your low back that's causing this shift in your overall spine and your posture that caused you to have that neck pain, that shoulder pain. Okay. And that's why we take x-rays. That's why we study the entire spine, figuring out where it really stems from.
1: I see, I see. Yeah, that makes sense actually.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, um, when we prepare the care, the care plan, and how we do things, it's all customized to the actual patient. It can range from a few hundred dollars to a few thousand dollars. What about insurance? Insurance, it uh, you know some clinics might cover what we do. Uh, some clinics might not cover the X rays and. So what how, would be like? how special we kind of adjust the out of pocket if we had to yeah most of the time it is out of pocket if i'm being honest
1: so what would that price be if we were to pay if there's like a range
0: i i can't give an actual range since it's very technical
1: it's, okay you
0: know it's very customized to them uh for someone just dealing with low back pain they're much younger that could range for a few hundred bucks to maybe uh, less than a grand someone that's elderly that has all these issues and wants to get all these things just helped might range from, you know, a uh, few months and can range to a few grand.
1: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely understand where you're going with that. So, yeah, that's good to know. Yeah. Have you ever, um, edu- like, what's your age range of patients? Like, do you adjust, like, just people around your own age or, like, just, like, what's your age range? Like, Do you, have you ever adjusted, like, kids or... Do you focus on mainly the
0: elderly, or or how do you do it? Well, chiropractic treats, it doesn't matter the age. Everyone has a spine. If you have a spine, then I'm your man for it. They could be babies, or they could be 90 years old. I've treated the nine.
1: Wow, you've treated babies? Yep. Like, how young are we talking? Like
0: like toddlers, or are we talking about about like... The youngest I ever treated was a few weeks old. Oh my gosh, wow. Uh, They they were dealing with colic and they were just crying and their parents just, uh, they're a big uh, believer in chiropractic and so they came to me and I got the pleasure of just taking care of their, their newborn.
1: You know, you saying that is incredible, honestly, but I feel like most people would be skeptical to bring their babies into a place like that just because they think that you have to be at a certain age to get adjustments. So what can we understand, we the, we the people listening, on how it's good for everyone of
0: all ages? So, uh, like I said, if you have a spine, then your best bet is to see a chiropractor. Just because you have pain uh, doesn't mean that that's when you seek a chiropractor. We're all about prevention. You, you don't want to come to me when it's too late. That's, that's the last thing you ever want to do. And the best time is to come as early as possible. That's what I tell all my patients. There isn't You don't have to come to my office office and have pain for me to treat you. Just like with a baby. He, he can't or he or she can't tell you that. He can't tell their parents. They, all they do is just cry. That yeah. They have some issue with their digestion or they can't sleep well, mm-hmm. right? And uh, with all the diagnosing we do, we don't take x-rays on newborns or anything. But the things we can do by adjusting them and helping their spine, it just helps overall. Yeah. And I, I've seen that where a uh, few weeks old babies come in my office and after one adjustment in their mid-back, they're sleeping like a baby, l- literally like a baby. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And I've seen just 20-year-old spines look worse than a 40-year-old. Right. And I can't know that until they come in my office and take their x-rays for me to show them how bad they are but for those people they they might not have any pain but they come in to see if i can help them improve their life and that's what it's all about
1: can you just tell that to my mom because she honestly zach my mother is hilarious and at the same time she's skeptical which i think skepticism is pretty good to have Most uh most times, uh just because I feel like why not triple check things, and I'm like that too. But the reason why I'm saying convince my mother to come and see you because she is extremely skeptical about things like this, and she would only see you as someone who's like a a Harvey Specter in in the law game. You know, Mm. you've seen the show Suits. I have. Yeah, it's on Netflix right now. It's actually Mm. uh, one of my favorite shows to watch, and. um, yeah she would just see you as someone like that you know just trying to get financial gain and and whatnot well you just
0: mentioned how do you convince someone like that skepticism i always say is a defense mechanism where you don't trust someone yet but however you want to
1: so how can you convince her to trust you
0: and uh that's the biggest thing it's she has to take the first steps into wanting to see me i'm not trying to force anyone and i show people Results through my actions and the testimonials that my patient gives, and when she walks into the office, I'll do my due diligence and taking her X rays, you know, doing a full exam history, yeah. figuring out what's actually going on, and afterwards, after she sees her X rays, I'll show her proof right then and there. Yeah, and um, I never force my patients into signing into any care plans or any anything that uh, I want them to you know to be on to help them. I always tell them that it's a commitment on their part, right you know and, and that's truth in the matter where you want my help uh, you want help, I know I can help you, and let me show you right right um and my my skills and my confidence in knowing that I can help them is what it sounds really,
1: like you could be a good closer here
0: <laughs> I, I I've done my fair uh, share. yeah dealing with uh very difficult patients.
1: Have you ever dealt with other chiroprac- uh chiropractors coming to your office, wanting to get adjusted from you and kind of giving you a hard time, or any other doctors for that matter in the medical field?
0: I've had I have patients surgeons. Uh, Spill it. Let's hear you know.
1: one. Let's hear one unique story. You can tell me like a brief version of it if you want the abridged version of well, you having that experience with you know a doc coming in knowing that he's better than you type of thing
0: my uh one experience i had i used to work in this place um in pleasanton it's called intero chiropractic and where is that located it's in pleasanton california okay and um because it's in the bay area i would see a lot of you know those engineers engineers and also very uh, successful Doctors, docs yeah right? um that have their own confidence in their field and mm-hmm. um but that doesn't deter me from you know, taking over their case and seeing them. It, it always gives me joy yeah. to help those people. As it should, though. Yeah. Uh, but because they are in a certain field and they have reached that threshold, right, of yeah. status. <laughs> right. They, the ego. The ego is there. And <laughs> yeah. uh, one time I had um, a patient. He brought in his mother. Mm-hmm. He's a cardiologist. And um, he brought in her MRI, her x-rays. And when he came in after he did the exam and I was about to take the x-rays he told me that no no need I, I know what's going on you know um, I have her x-rays are right here I'll tell you what's going on with her um, I just want you to tell her that um, her low back pain is normal and that doesn't hmm. make any sense to me because why the heck are you coming in my office then if you already know what's going on is this <laughs> you trying to just prove to your mother that chiropractors are whack or something or did she even want to come here And he says, no, I actually want my mom to come here. At that point, I was just ready. uh, Checked out? Not checked out. I was really laughing in my head like, okay. I asked him, you tell me what's going on. This was after me taking her x-rays. After I convinced him to take her x-rays. and He was trying to explain to me on the x-rays what's going on. And this is normal for her age to have all this arthritis and degeneration. It's normal to have these curves. And I told him that if you're telling me that this is normal, I don't know what school you went to. These x-rays are not normal at at all. And (laughs) um, me just saying that already. You probably changed the look on his face.
1: He probably wanted to tear you apart. His face was just like lit up.
0: No, he wasn't even surprised. He was just more surprised that I can explain that to him.
1: Well, because I feel like chiropractors have a bad rep, right? And so I always would hear this from back in the day, actually, where I was told by some of my other friends who are doctors as well. Mm -hmm. And they said, yeah, they they would make fun of chiropractors because chiropractors are not real docs. Mm -hmm. So he probably treated you in that way. And
0: uh, I've gone that my entire career as being a chiropractor. And uh, it doesn't deter me from doing my job at all.
1: Well, I mean, you're not just a regular chiropractor, though. You're a Gonstead chiropractor. So that does make that big of a difference.
0: It's it's something I'm I'm proud of. I label that as me. I'm a Gonstead chiropractor. I'm a doctor of chiropractic, and that's my title. That's my degree. And you can say what you want about my profession, but I get results yeah that's right. amazing.
1: Be confident about that you know yeah.
0: and um all my patients you know I have tech patients uh patients that are under the tech field and i till till this day I treat medical docs
1: but wait wait, wait, what happened to that guy like oh
0: yeah real quick going back yeah, to yeah
1: let's 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 hear the whole story for
0: that after I told him about his mom's x-rays showing him what a real what a spine looks like mm-hmm. what an actual normal spine looks like uh, he couldn't tell me I was wrong he I told him, okay, this is what I'm going to do for your mom. I'm here to just help her. You, from what I'm showing you, you can understand that this is why she has the pain. And so um, I let him kind of think on it. The next day he came back in the office. Uh, His mom was ready to sign up for for, for the care. Wow. Uh, Just like that, huh? Yep. And uh, that's when, you know, if you're very honest and upfront and showing people that you just want to help, and you're confident in your skills. It's that conviction that sold it. Exactly. You, you have that conviction in everything that you do. Yeah, because you believe in your work. Yeah. Because if you, you don't
1: believe in it, how can you expect someone else to believe in it?
0: Yeah. You need to have that passion in anything you do. Whatever um, chiropractic is an art in itself, just like with you, with your creative uh, you know, arts over, over the years and you being this creative director in the fashion industry, and um, you have to have that passion, Right yeah you had that conviction well it be- was beyond that really yeah you, you, know? you had that calling already yeah but that passion really just what spoke for itself exactly and uh some pa- a lot of patients see that in how i speak and uh everything my demeanor when yeah. i'm in that room and uh, i don't have to sell anything it's a matter of if anything they already they want they really believe in what i'm doing they just want to see me yeah beforehand uh, and uh, long story short, uh, if I'm going on a tangent here, sorry. You mean long story long? Yeah, long story <laughs> no, long. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we love we, to hear you talk. Keep going. Yeah, there's still a, a patient there at the clinic today. I, I don't work there anymore, but they, they stayed on. They uh, signed up for wellness, and there's still patients there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're big, big proponents of chiropractic now. Uh, the doc himself became a patient of mine oh really yeah so I. So, still so wait
1: what's that like with him now uh,
0: or at the time at the time it was nothing after his mom signed up and he saw that his mom was getting a lot better like he he gave you the respect that you deserved yeah. and every single time he's in the office he brings his mother with him or uh you know he, he brings his mom to his appointments he actually makes sure that she always sticks to it because she's older so she doesn't remember they her. get
1: stubborn
0: yeah and, um, but she, he sees how better she's walking and, yeah how much you know? Help she's got, and this is just one of my patients. Right. And um, and he became one of my patients. Uh, some that I go back and forth, uh, trading medical jokes and medical terms, and talking about different cases he's dealing with and cases that I'm dealing with, and it's it's just a fun time. Yeah. And uh, you know, having that.
1: Uh... And I can feel it in your energy. Like it sounds like, I mean, not only that you are passionate about what you do, you just do the one thing that I feel that most people would forget to do when they love what they're doing. Because sometimes it just gets really serious that you forget to have fun. You actually are having fun, it seems like.
0: Yeah.
1: And I love that.
0: Well, that a lot of people, I say... And I feel like you should, you know? Yeah, you, you, you should. You know, um, a lot of people have jobs, I'd say. Yeah. And uh, some people work... Uh, Some people live to work. And I'm one of those people that I can say that I work, um, to live and it's, it goes in, it's kind of a deeper meaning where my job is, it's not even my job. It's something I love doing.
1: Yeah. Work doesn't feel like work if you love it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, And I get that. I go back to just that day when I was 19. Yeah. That started it all. And God put me on this path for me knowing, finding my calling now.
2: Yeah.
0: And, uh that's the beautiful thing where I just want to jump back to that where you never no matter where you are in life right now you never really know what you can be how successful you can be
1: yeah
0: and you got to trust God in the whole entire process
1: in his timing and everything
0: Mm -hmm, exactly Um, and he's gonna get you there you have to just trust
1: yeah but that's way too hard for people to trust in that because there's a lot of fear that goes into that too and that's why people have plan Bs, you know, or contingency plans, if you
0: will. With, with plans, there, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, taking, you know, being safe about it. You know, I, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. You always should have some type of backup plan. But that's better said than done, right? Because most it people is. will see it as,
1: yeah, that's easier said than done. Yeah. Um,
0: I always, you have to just really be passionate about what you really want in life. Be honest with yourself what you want to do. Take money out of the equation first off and write down what's important to you. What you're looking for in life. If, if it is money, then go for it. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, for me, it was understanding that I want to do something more.
1: You want to help people.
0: Yeah. And that's what I found out that what I was passionate about. I thought my entire life I was going to be this... Uh, this athlete and wanting to do all these things and
1: you mean an athlete and a and a surgeon before Gonstead came out of nowhere yeah and
0: uh, <laughs> most of my life i filled up that confidence thinking that shoot i, I might be a fighter i might go into you know uh, uh, mma and and do all these things or, or eventually you know if i train hard i could you know go into playing football
1: so and- we're cut from the same cloth doc i just have to interrupt and say this cuz i feel like it's just important to say as mm-hmm. i feel it in my gut to just let this out right now which is i am just like you yep. in that way where whatever it is that i do whether in the creative field or even if i were to become a dog also mm-hmm. or or a lawyer or whatever it might be where wherever the money is at yep. to give myself you know a good living mm-hmm. for my you know for my future and for my future family and things like that but just know that i know that i can get there
2: yeah
1: if i can easily insert myself into those roles and just throw up the passion on top you know on 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 all of that and just take it by the reins yeah. right but it's because i'm not passionate about those things mm-hmm. which is why i felt that i don't really care much about the money because i want to do what i love because i want to wake up every single day being able to say, "Damn, I love what I do,"
2: yeah.
1: and if and and this is not the case now, but I am just speaking in general. Like, if I were not to make much money because of me being able to do what I love to do, because sometimes you can't win it all, and sometimes what you love to do doesn't allow you to have a lot of cash in your pocket. Yeah. But do you want to sacrifice your happiness for money, or do you want to be unhappy? just to get that financial gain yeah. so yeah. yeah that's just something that i wanted to speak out because mm-hmm. i can relate to what you're saying with you being that fighter you know yeah.
0: well, what you just said kind of
1: i sh- mean having that fighter mindset yeah
0: it, it kind of struck a heartstring um because i've always trust when i say degrees titles the status it does not matter
1: character does
0: it, it really does because short term if you think about it i know for a fact how hard you work and and trust me, right? like I know, if you want to become a lawyer, become a doc, even right now, you definitely can. But that's so short term. Doing it for what? Just have that title, that status. Yeah. And um, I know a lot of families out there. That's what they want for their kids.
1: Yeah, especially knowing that you know I am a, I am Asian, so no. it's one of those things where you know our parents, or my parents, mean well, and yeah. sometimes it is expected. But I am someone who, growing up, I have always been a little bit different or a lot a bit different from my cousins and everyone else. And it's not to say that in a good way or a bad way. I I feel neutral right now when I I say that, but by bringing that up, I'm just trying to let you know that I've always felt like I was different because of the way that I was thinking. Mm -hmm. I felt like I grew up a lot faster because, well, I had no choice but to grow up when I you know, when I have parents out at work all the time and I don't have anyone at home except for my grandparents watching me who speak no English. So all I'm doing is going to school and being at home alone and whatever that I wanted to do, most of the time I'm just having to do it by myself or I have to learn it or whoever's coming around to be with me, I'm just there for a short period of time, but what am I doing? So for me... Growing up was really unique in that way. There's more to the story, and I'll let that out in another Mm -hmm. episode. But I just wanted to focus on you more because you are our our amazing guest here. But me just bringing all that up is just to say that I never care about money or degrees Mm -hmm. because of the way that my parents raised me to become, which is a strong woman mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically you know Mm -hmm. and I feel like I get it from both of my parents but more so my mother and I feel like if I could be half as a great mother like her to my future kids that would mean that I have made it Mm -hmm. but character is everything and money is not everything it's just a tool but I feel like in time people will understand in the way that they want to use it or you know I feel like I'm going off on many tangents here, and we're we're just like floating with a bunch of these mm, uh, different honestly,
0: topics. This, this but, conversation could go for hours on end. Yeah,
1: I know, and but um, but let's get back to you. Uh, if you want to wrap what you were saying,
0: yeah. So, like I was saying, um, short-term happiness from getting all these titles and maybe being a doctor or a lawyer or just to make money, uh, just to show people that you made it. Yeah, that's not entirely the case because. It doesn't matter in the long run. What matters is do something you're passionate about, something you really believe in. I always tell even my patients, if you have the skills that someone wants or someone needs, you can make a business out of that and you can make more money than any doctor, any lawyer that you see on TV or on the streets. That that I can promise you. Yeah. Um, And so if you talk about financially, Trust me when I say, just because you're a doc or you know, or a lawyer, whatever CEO of a company, you know, if you don't actually love doing it, it's, it's never going to work out long term. It's long-term. never going to work out long term. It's so short short term.
1: It'll be extremely difficult mm-hmm. to make that work, especially if the passion isn't at two hundred percent. Yeah,
0: exactly. If you're not living, breathing it, and just loving what you're doing, just don't. Just okay. Just uh, forget about it at that point. You you're not know, gonna make any any money in the long term. Yeah. Um, that that makes perfect sense, Doc.
1: Yeah.
0: So uh, that that's just my um, two cents. My two cents about it. Um, and, yeah. Uh, I th- and I think that's pretty much you know what I just I want most people to kind of understand.
2: Yeah.
1: No, yeah. I I think most people will understand that. But for those who don't, let's leave it to them. Yeah. Let's leave it to God to show them yeah. on their journey in their lives, with whatever in whatever circumstance that they're currently in because not everyone has the luxury of having the funds to pay for what they want in order to get to where they need to be. What is your mission statement? What would you put as a mission statement for your future company?
0: Future company, I would say, and it's just right off the bat. I haven't, that's actually a pretty good question. I didn't even think about that. It's to show people the overall power of chiropractic how it can help improve your life being, to give them
1: like a better quality right
0: yep, better yeah. quality and having them uh, get to that 100% god-given potential that they were meant to be at through chiropractic and to get them to being better overall. in whatever they want to do in their life yeah And uh, I guess that's my mission statement.
1: Okay, that's awesome. That's amazing. Hey, short and sweet. Love that. Mm -hmm. And is there anything else that you'd like to say before we wrap it up? Because I think that people want to know what your social media platforms are so they can maybe ask you more questions and get connected with you in some way.
0: Uh, My social media is uh, from all my platforms. It's uh, at uh doctor dr, D-R uh, dot .z Chompa, uh, champa c h uh, a m p a and that's pretty much my instagram handle youtube tiktok and everything else i'm not really a social media person but
1: didn't uh, you tell me earlier before we started that you just kind of made your instagram so you don't even have many followers it, so they're going to think you're a fraud
0: oh, I that's the i'm never kidding. Been a big Proponent of social media, it has its pros and cons, and yeah. in my opinion, has a little more cons. Uh, but I do believe that to become successful and and what I want to do in my future endeavors, it's something that I gotta just get past. Yeah,
1: you know what you didn't tell me, Doc. Yeah, you didn't tell me if you had any last words.
0: <laughs> last words are always have a learner's heart, yeah. learner's mindset, and again. This is from the words of Paulina Yos.
1: Oh, gosh. Good enough is You just had to make never... it all cliche in the end to embarrass me, and everyone over here is just like, oh, my gosh.
0: It's it's a quote that I, I live by at this point, and something that I really believe in it is, good enough is never good enough mm-hmm. if you want to be successful.
1: I appreciate that, Doc. Mm-hmm. I really do appreciate that. Well, thank you for your time. I know you didn't really have much time to be here but i kind of dragged it for a little longer this has been just a tiny bit over an hour now well, but i am incredibly grateful to have you on our show and you definitely killed it so thank you for your time really and for gracing us with your presence
0: thanks for having me p and i hope i get to be on this show again Hopefully Nah, you're out you good oh, this okay. is it <laughs> no just kidding
1: no it was amazing i definitely loved hearing everything that we shared especially you know you getting me carried away with what i wanted to say and i almost at that point wanted to just talk for hours but you know we got things to do Mm -hmm. so but all right doc thank you again and thank you all for listening until next time